if we want to learn how to trust in God more, we have to prioritize our time spent with that person. That's like, you ever notice how fast you can get to know someone? Like when Danielle and I first started dating, I can remember we, we used to stay up until like 4 a.m. talking, you know? And anybody else been there, right? Remember those? Those are the days, right? Whoo, no sleep, but you didn't care. Now I care. I care very much about sleep now. <laughs> but it's amazing how much you can learn about someone when you just spend a, a, a time with them. And so often we don't trust God, not because we don't want to trust God or because we don't love God. We simply don't trust God because we honestly don't know his nature. We just really haven't spent enough quality time with him to know whether or not he's going to show up in the middle of my problem. And so it's not this crazy deep issue. It's simply just, okay, I need to make a priority about spending time with this person. And let me tell you something. The fact that I spent time with Danielle six weeks ago doesn't count for today, right? Like she can't come to me like, babe, we haven't spent any time together. And I'm like, sweetheart, don't you remember six weeks ago when we went on that one date that one time? No, no, it's a constant place of relationship. It's a constant place of growing, of learning, of understanding. It's a constant place of allowing myself to spend time in his presence and to be around him and to let him talk to me and show me things and show up and change things in my heart. And, you know, as I'm standing in worship, have you ever had those moments where it's like, I don't know what happened, but I'm leaving the worship service today different than I came. I don't even know what God did, but I just know him differently. I see him differently. Why? It's simply because relationship and trust comes because we spend time with the person. And this is the thing that happens is when I know someone, when the chips are down, like when everybody else would not want to help me, I know for sure that my parents, there are people in my life who I know that I can call on that it could be like, I made the biggest mistake and I totally don't deserve. Like I can remember putting my mom's van in the ditch. I was skipping school to go meet a girl, okay? Like if you know my mom, that's like the worst of the worst. I would have been like skipping school to meet a girl so we could do drugs, okay? Like that was like, it was bad. And I can remember I called my mom whose van I just crashed in a ditch. And I'm like, Mom, I need you to come pick me up. And she's like, you have my van. And I was like, oh, shoot, you're out of your van. <laughs> and it, okay? But I knew that even though the chips were down, even though I didn't deserve it, I knew because I knew her and I knew her nature because I'd spent time with her and we'd proven things together and she'd been there for me when I didn't. Now, because, simply because I've been around her and spent time with her, I knew that I could call on her when, when, every, when, when, when everything wasn't going my way, when I didn't deserve it, when it didn't seem right, when it didn't even seem logical. I knew that I could count on that relationship because I knew her. And number three, I have to remember important life events. You know what I've realized? That life is, life is significantly better when you focus on the good things that are happening in your life more than the bad. And 
one of the ways that I have really learned that develop and give life to my relationship with God and my ability to trust him is, is rehearsing all the amazing things that God has done in my life. Things that, this is one of the things that I've really become very focused on where, with Lola. Because it's like, I, I will look at her, and it's this constant reminder of how good God is. And I look at her, and I see her, and I, you know, I, I talk to the Lord about her, and I talk to Lola about the Lord, and about how good he is, and, and just his nature, and how he's so loving, and how he's so good that he gave her to me, and me to her, and it, like all these things that we talk, and it's reminding me of just the goodness of how amazing God is. And that really is just a life habit. Because one of the things that I realize is we're always focusing on something. You ever notice that? That even when you don't think you're thinking something, you're thinking something. And so often, because of the way that our culture is, is we can really be focused on negative things. You ever notice that? We can think about like things that we're not happy with or worried about, things that we're bothered about, things that I'm frustrated with. This isn't going this way, and this was to go this way, and, this was, and I want to be here, and I'm not there, I'm here. And, I'm, and it's like all these things are good because we're a very like driven culture. But what it can do is it can really challenge my relationship with God because I spend so much time thinking about what God hasn't yet done for me versus how much he has already done for me. And when I spend my life thinking about all the things that Danielle doesn't do versus all the things that Danielle does do, how many of you know she could do a thousand things right and one thing wrong? But if I spend all my time thinking about the one thing wrong, slowly that one thing is going to cause us to separate. And so I've learned, wait a minute, I'm not going to focus on things in my life. Like, I learned this actually from Danielle, and I apologize. I don't know I'm talking so much about our relationship. You're getting an inside scoop. Maybe it's because we sent this alone. We had like a second honeymoon in Mexico. We were like dancing, slow, slow dancing there. Ooh, it was so nice. Um, yeah, because we have a baby now, and so we don't get to slow dance. We slow dance our way to bed. That's what we do. That's what we do now. We don't slow dance. We run to bed. We don't... Ain't nobody got time to slow dance to bed. <laughs> um, uh, I forget what I was going to say. All those jokes. Oh, I feel like that was such a good point. I forget what I was going to say. Something about Danielle. She's, she's great. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, and so that's, that's the thing is that I'm focusing. I'm sorry? Oh, I learned it from her, which was, oh, it was the glider story. Remember the glider story? I think I told in Buffalo that we were, uh, uh, when we were getting ready to have Lola. We had done all the things to get her, our, her bedroom ready for her. And Danielle was really believing God for a glider, okay? A glider is like a new school rocking chair because like the old rocking chairs rocked and then they were rocking over kids' fingers. And so we said, probably not going to do that. Let's go for a glider. Until I looked at the price of the gliders. And they're like, holy moly, like who can justify spending this much money on a chair? I'm like, babe, get a stool. Feed Lola on an Ikea stool. That's what you need is a stool. I could go for a stool. And so I'm like, no way, absolutely not. No chance are we getting a glider. And she's like, she, she does the thing where she's like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And then we run a walk one day, and she's like, you know, I'm just going to believe God for it. And I'm like, okay, fine. I, I think I actually like discouraged her and said like, even if God gave me the money in order to buy the glider, I need you to know I'm not gonna buy the glider. I'm gonna use it to buy things like diapers or formula or something like, I, there's no, absolutely no way 
And she's like, no, no, like God's going to do it. He's going to show up. And the thing that's amazing about her is like she doesn't stress about things. She has like an amazing understanding of like God's love for her. And so she just like lets it go. She just is like, Lord, I'm just thanking you for this. And you love me and I know that you love me. And so I'm just going to get it. And it bothers me because I'm like the, you know, I'm chasing it down. I'm hunting down the blessing. I'm like, yes, Lord, shiri andorobosi. And I'm like doing the thing. And she's just like on a walk, like, God, you're so good. And you just love me. And she meditates and goes on the journey. And she's like rocking in the chair with Jesus. And I'm like, this is silly. Like, baby, you need to quote the scriptures. And you need to meditate. You got to fast. You got to... And finally, like you all know the story that somebody gave us a gift certificate to a store and the only thing you could literally buy from the store was like a ridiculously expensive rug or a glider. And I almost chose the rug despite her, but we, we got the glider. And this is the thing that I, I, have, to re- that I re- have to remember about these things is, is that it's so easy for me to now rock in that glider and forget the story of the glider. And I could get so focused on all the things that I'm waiting for God to do and show up as I'm rocking. I'm stressed out as I'm rocking in the glider that God provided for and paid for and made sure that Danielle had exactly what she wanted. When what happens is I got to use these moments to remember. I know, I feel like Lou Engel. (laughs) I got to use these moments, the gliders, the things. And whether we know it or not, our life is full of them. It's amazing how much God, you could have served God for 15 minutes, but it's already amazing at how much God has already done for us. And when I live my life focused on not what I'm waiting for him to do, because I don't know when that's going to happen. Like Keith Moore says it, due season is always a lot later than you'd like it to be. It's like, take your deadline and add like 17 years. And then you're going to like roughly get there. Instead, I'm sitting back and I'm like, I don't, that, doesn't, that doesn't matter to me. For so long, that's what I was focused on. I was focused on what's to come. Instead of realizing, wait a minute, God, like if you're good and this is the life that in your good nature, you said this is the best for Alex right now. And I don't feel like it's the best It's because I'm not seeing things. I don't have the right trust in my understanding of him. Because it's what the Bible says, right? The steps of the righteous are ordered. And I realize that I am righteous. How many of you know the scripture says, Jesus gave me his righteousness for my, therefore I'm righteous. Which means God is ordering every single one of my steps. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells me that those steps that he's ordering me into are good steps which means if this is the steps that he has ordered me into and he is good and only can be good and can only do things that are good, that means that today is the best. Come on, we got to catch this. Today, if God led me here and God is only good and always good and all that he can do for me is good and he led me to this moment right now, that means in this moment right now, my life is the best that it needs to be. And so instead of focusing on what is not right, I trust in him. And I'm like, Lord, I don't understand how this is the best, but you led me here, which means it is the best. And so I'm thanking you, and I'm going to sit back and rejoice at everything that you have already done in my life. Because then what happens is, instead of focusing on how much he's not showing up for me, 
I'm focused on how much he has already shown up for me, which is establishing and deepening my trust in him and his nature, which is then changing me to be able to believe and walk through my due seasons. Amen? Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this night and your goodness in our life and the practicality of the word that it's actually easy to live life with you. Like the song, you make it easy to trust. You make it easy for us to trust you because, Lord, we know your nature and we know your goodness in our life. God, give us the wisdom and the understanding to understand how to shift our focus yes. onto not what we're waiting for you to do, but mm -hmm. what you have already done. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You're so funny. <laughs> My mom was just saying, um, I don't know if you ever heard Kenneth Copeland tell the testimony of when he was believing God for healing of his sciatic pain in his back. Um, and back pain is horrible. And he was sit, would sit outside on his porch day after day after day, and they would, like, carry him in to preach and carry him out like he could barely move. And he knew that he had to fill up his tank where healing was concerned because he'd been ministering nonstop, and he just was, like, praying and praying and praying and not getting healed. And he asked the Lord for a strategy, and the Lord told him to begin to thank him for all of the other things that were going right in his body instead of focusing focusing on, thank you, Jesus, my back is healed, my back is healed, my back is healed. The Lord showed him that that was actually magnifying the size of the problem. And instead, he praised his way to healing by he would just say, thank you, Jesus, for my toe. My toe is healed. I'm in perfect peace in my foot. And he would just thank God for all the other things. And then his back was healed because Thanksgiving is the language of faith right? And so, yes, amen. We're going to do this. We're shifting our thinking. Amen. You can feel it. Just And we, we're we just receiving these things and we're shifting. Amen. Just say that. I'm shifting. Yes. In every area of our life, Lord, we just receive that grace tonight to shift, to not just hear this message, but to be doers of the word in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray your life was impacted by the service and that you were able to feel the tangible love of Jesus fill whatever space you're listening from. Maybe you found this message and you've never had the opportunity to come into a personal relationship with Jesus, or you've known about him but have been far from him. We want to give you the opportunity to make his love a daily reality in your life. Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross so that you and I could be close to him. He wanted to wipe away every disappointment and bring you into a life of purpose and meaning, one that will impact this globe for good. So if you'd like to begin this journey with Jesus today, then repeat the simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I've made mistakes and have been living without you. I apologize and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace and ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. Help me believe in you and love you every day. Help me to show the world what you're like and how great your love is. I commit to live for you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. All of our Light City family are joining with heaven and celebrating over the commitment you just made to have Jesus as the Lord of your life. We have resources available for you to help you on this journey, but most of all, we're praying for you. Send us a note at info at golightcity.com to let us know about the decision you've made today. We have resources we'd love to send you uh, with some easy steps on how to go from here so that you can discover God in a real and meaningful way. 
If you have a prayer request, our team would love to connect with you and partner with you to see God transform your life. God bless you, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.